Well, it's great to see so many of you here. Like Adam said, my name is Chad. Happy New Year. Congratulations. You made it to 2023. It is exciting to see so many of you here. I'm grateful for everyone who's also joining us online today. And I'm excited for our message today. We have a great message looking at the new year and some things that we can take into 2023. But before we get to that, I got a couple things I want to talk to you about. You just heard Adam mention it, but I want to mention it again. Don't forget, next Sunday, January 8th, we are back to our our regularly scheduled programming. We have services at 9.30 and 11. Uh, we have kids ministry at 9.30 and 11. We have students at 9.30 and they'll come into our service at 11. But I am excited to kind of get back uh, to the schedule. I hope you guys had a great holiday season. Hope you had a great Christmas. Uh, if your house is anything like mine, the decorations are still up and there's still like wrapping paper over here and candy canes uh, sitting on a table over here. Uh, but I hope that you had a wonderful Christmas. Hope you're having a great New Year's and it's great to see so many of you. But yeah, we'll be back to our our regular schedule next week, 9.30 and 11 a.m. And like Adam said, we'll be kicking off that brand new series, Now is the Time, kind of taking a look at where we are going in 2023. And I'm very, very excited for that. The second thing I want to talk to you about before we get to the message is I had the absolute privilege this last week of going on a trip with our student ministry up to Pigeon Forge for the Strength to Stand conference. We took something like 40, 45 students and adults up there. We had a great time. I think we got a picture. Yep. Uh, so you can see here, we're all hanging out. Now, true story, as soon as I took this picture, they were like, Chad, you're not in the picture. So I, I took another one. Hashtag student ministry selfie. Yep, there I am. And, uh, but it was a great time. We had a blast up there. Uh, it was incredible worship. We dove into God's word. Uh, got to see all kinds of really cool things happen. Had some great concerts. Crowder and KB were there. Uh, had a lot of fun with that. Uh, we actually had one of our students profess Christ for the first time. And, uh, and be looking forward to that baptism coming up soon. Uh, but I tell you all of that to say this. A couple things. One, we have amazing students here at Vaughn Forest Church. We have amazing students here at Vaughn Forest Church. They love the Lord. They love one another. They love worshiping. They love diving into God's word. And I got to see that firsthand this week. Second thing, we have some amazing adult volunteers here at Vaughn Forest Church watching how they have loved on these students and worshiped with them and guided them. It was incredible to see. And the third reason I bring this up is I want to say thank you to you. I want to say thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your prayers. These kinds of trips don't just happen. And it's because you support the mission and the vision of Vaughn Forest Church that we are able to take these kinds of trips and to see these kinds of things happen. So I just want to say thank you to the Vaughn Forest Church congregation. It was an amazing trip. I had a blast. I know our students had a blast. And uh, we're looking forward to what's going to continue to happen in our student ministry, our new student pastor, Matt Aldridge, his wife, Jesse, as they come in and help lead that. Uh, I really think great things are ahead, and I'm looking forward to what all God's going to do in our student ministry, in our next generation's ministries, and in Vaughn Forest Church 2023 as a whole. But for today, it is New Year's Day, and we are looking at what it means to be new. Now, before uh, I get into this, I want to kind of gauge who my audience is in the room. How many of you stayed up all the way till midnight last night to welcome in 2023. Can I get a hand raise? If that was, oh my goodness, a lot of y'all, and y'all still made it for the 930 service. I thought most of y'all would be joining us online right now. Well done. I'm very impressed. Now, how many of you were like me and you just stayed up to see what was going to happen at the end of the Georgia game? Anybody, anybody else? Okay, yeah, I, you're my people. That's good. Uh, Adam's not here today to talk about that. I'm sure we'll hear about it next week. No worries. And now, how many of you went to bed like before nine or 10. Where, where are those folks? Okay, y'all are my spirit animals, just so you know. That's what I want to be doing, even though that's not exactly what I get to do. Uh, this is a true story. So a couple of years ago, our daughters came to my wife, Christy, and I, 
and they were like, hey, we want to stay up and celebrate New Year's, and I'm just sitting here going, no, I don't want to do that. I want to go to bed. And so I don't know if you guys know this or not, but on, I think it's Netflix and probably YouTube, they have some different New Year's countdowns that you can play anytime. You do not have to wait for midnight to play these countdowns. It's like a one-minute countdown or a five- or ten-minute countdown. And so what we did is we went and got that countdown, and we were like, okay, we're going to count down to the New Year. We never said it was the New Year's. We just said we're counting down to the New Year. And we stayed up till you know, 9 or 9.30, and we played the countdown, and we celebrated. We said, oh, it's New Year's. And the girl said, yay, we stayed up, and they went to bed, and we went to bed, and it was wonderful. So if you're ever interested in deceiving your children, this is a great way to do it, uh, to play these countdowns and go ahead and celebrate the New Year's a little bit early, you get a little bit of rest, and uh, it's a great time. No, I don't recommend deceiving your children. Uh, not a good thing to do. But I was very interested to see how different people celebrate New Year's. Now, the most common way people celebrate New Year's uh, is with the big dropping of the ball in Times Square, and I think we have a picture of that. So people go to Times Square, uh, they line up hours ahead of time because they like being cold and miserable, I suppose, and they wait for the ball to drop, and everybody celebrates. Well, in my research on this, I found there are actually other ways that people celebrate. They drop different kinds of things. So, for example, in Wisconsin, they have a cheese drop. You can celebrate New Year's in Wisconsin by dropping a big wedge of cheese. Now, in North Carolina, I found they have a pickle drop. I'm not sure what the correlation is between pickles in North Carolina, but they love them enough. Apparently, they decided to do a pickle drop. Now, this one makes sense. In Georgia, the peach drop. If you want to celebrate New Year's Day in Georgia, you can stay up and watch them drop a giant peach. In Indiana, they have a watermelon drop. You can see them drop a giant watermelon. In Arizona, they have a pine cone drop. A very festively lit pine cone drop. So if you're ever out in Arizona, take a picture, send it to me. I want to see how that goes. Now, the most important and the coolest drop, in my opinion, takes place right here in Sweet Home, Alabama. If you ever go down to Mobile, you can find the moon pie drop. Why do we drop a moon pie in Alabama? Because Alabama is a go-ahead state. That's why. And the best thing would be is if there was like an RC Cola drop happening right next to it, right? But there's different ways that we celebrate. But I think in all of these different celebrations, we're all basically saying the same thing. We're saying that we hope that this coming up year is going to be better than the last one. We're hoping that there's going to be a little bit better that happens in this year that's coming than the last one. And I think that this has been especially true over the last few years for so many of us. I mean, think back to 2020. I remember seeing all the posts online about, man, can 2020 just go away? We cannot wait to get to 2021. But then 2021 came, and what happened? It had its own problems, right? We can't wait till we get to 2022. 2022 shows up. What happens? It has its own problems, right? And we're just hoping that maybe with this new year that things will be a little bit better. And what I have found is that often how we view the new year depends on our perspective. As a matter of fact, there was a, an American columnist named Bill Vaughn. He says this, that an optimist stays up till midnight to see the new year in. A pessimist stays up to make sure the old year leaves. And so for so many of us, I think we've fallen in that latter category. We're like, man, I just want to get out of this year, and I'm just hoping that something good is coming up. And that has been true for so many of us. And here's the thing. It has been tough. And so if you are going into this new year, if 2023 arrives, and you are feeling a little bit less than optimistic, if you're feeling, man, I just feel kind of beat, I just feel kind of run down, I feel like it's just going to be another slog of a year, let me tell you what that is. That's normal. So let me put you at ease that if you were in that place today, that is completely 
normal. But the good news is we can take a look at God's word and know that we don't have to stay there. We don't have to stay at that place of pessimism. We don't have to stay at that place of not looking forward to what God is going to do. And what I would say is that God's word offers us a lot of hope for the new year. So as we enter into this year, uh, my prayer is that no matter what comes, as we take a look at the scripture today, that whether it's trial or victory, or if you feel down in the valley or on the mountaintop, that you would be able to take a look at the scripture, and we're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 today. Uh, my prayer is that you would be able to look at the scripture and have hope and have peace for 2023. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn to 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 21. If you don't have your Bibles, no worries. We're going to put all the scripture up here on the screens. So what we're going to do is we're going to read through the scripture kind of as, as a whole, and then we're going to go back and we're going to kind of take it verse by verse and take a look at what hope is written here as Paul writes to the church in Corinth that we could have hope in 2023. So let's read together, picking up in verse 16. Paul writes this. He says, So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... The new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So I know that's a lot of scripture. I know that's a lot, but we're going to kind of go back through and we're going to kind of break it down and take a look at some of these different verses. And what I have for us today, I have five reminders for 2023. I've got five reminders for you for 2023. Now, let me say at the outset of this that none of these reminders are any sort of like theological, crazy, groundbreaking kind of thing. That's not the goal for today. Our goal for today is to give you five reminders that as you go throughout this new year, as you begin this new year, these are truths that you can cling to that as the tough times come in 2023, that you can go back to these reminders and remember what God's word said. So I would encourage you, go ahead and take out those notes. If you're joining us on campus, you can find our notes in our Vaughn Forest Church app if you're joining us online. And I would encourage you to jot all of these things down from this scripture. I would encourage you to put it at a place where you can find it easily. Maybe that's on your refrigerator. Or maybe it's at the front of your Bible. Maybe if you're watching online, you can take a screenshot. But what I would encourage you is put these reminders at a place where you can come back to them all throughout 2023 and know that no matter what comes, that God offers us hope for the new year. So picking up in verse uh, 16, chapter 5, Paul writes, So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. So Paul is going to kick off this little bit of scripture with a reminder about our own attitude. He's going to tell us that we need to check our attitudes a bit here. And what he's talking about is value. He's talking about the world has its own standards of what it values, but then God has his standards of what he values. And what does God value? Well, he values people. He values people. And this is our first reminder for 2023 that ultimately our value is found only in Christ. Ultimately, our value is found only in Christ. See, when Jesus came to this earth, 
and he bled and he died and he rose from the grave, everything changed. And, and there was a drastic change on how we are to view the world. Again, what does God value? He values people. And so there are implications of this for both others and ourselves. We'll start with others. You see, this is a reminder that God does not look at the outward appearance, but rather God is looking at the heart. God is not looking at the physical. God is looking at the spiritual. And I can think of no better illustration from this than in the Old Testament when Samuel went to go find the next king of Israel. And he goes to the house of Jesse, like uh, God had told him to do. And Jesse lines up all of his sons, these big, strong dudes. And uh, Samuel says, it's not any of them. Do you have another son? He says, yeah, well, there's David, but he's out there with the flocks, and he's, uh, no, you don't want him. And Samuel goes, he goes and looks at him, and God says, this is the next king. And the very famous quote, that man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And while every person is valuable and every person is worthwhile, their value is not found in physical things or outwardly appearance, but rather the spiritual, what's inside. And so for us, it's a great reminder that we need to value what Jesus values, not necessarily what's on the outside, but what's on the inside, because every person has value. And it's a great reminder for ourselves as well. What does God value? He values people. He values people. What does God value? He values you. He loves you, and not only does he love you, he likes you. And he went all the way to the cross to prove it. He went all the way to his death and resurrection to prove how much he loves you. And it's a great reminder that our value is found only in Christ. So no matter how you are entering into 2023, maybe you're feeling not in the best place spiritually, maybe you're feeling not in the best place financially or emotionally, whatever it may be, it's a great reminder that ultimately our value is found only in Jesus. What does God value? He values you. And Paul is going to remind us that we were not as we once were. So no matter how you're feeling going into 2023, if you are a follower of Jesus, you are no longer how you once were. Picking up in verse 17, Paul writes this. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. What does it mean to be in Christ, as Paul writes here? So if for the old to be gone and the new to come, we need to be in Christ, what are the qualifications of being in Christ? Well, very simple, it's this. It's those who have put their faith in him, who have trusted in Jesus for salvation, who have made him Lord of their life, who have been forgiven of their sins through Christ's death on the cross. If that's you, then you are in Christ. We say oftentimes around here that God looked on Jesus as though he had lived your life so that he could look on you as though you had lived the life of of Christ. I'll say that again. That God has looked on Jesus as though he has lived your life so that he could look on us as though we had lived the life of Christ. You see, when God looks at us, he doesn't see all the sin and all the things that we used to be, but rather he sees the perfect righteousness of Christ for those who are in Christ. You are a new Creation. The old has gone, the new has come. And what once was is no longer. And this is another great reminder, our second reminder for 2023, that if we are in Christ, our past doesn't determine our future. If we are in Christ, our past doesn't determine our future. And let me tell you something, that is great news this morning. That our past doesn't determine our future if we are in Christ. And I've heard many Christians, followers of Jesus, say that they're worried that they may one day return to those old ways that they were before they were in Christ. 
And they may go back to some sort of hurt or habit or hang-up, some addiction, something like that. But what Paul is writing here is he says, that's impossible. Because you are a new creation. Who you were before is gone, the new has come. Now, is it still possible to sin? Absolutely. But that is no longer your identity, and you have the freedom to not sin. You have the freedom to live victorious over that sin. And if there is anyone who might have struggled with this idea of your past not determining your future, it's the author of this letter, Paul. And I don't know if you know Paul's history. Real quick, I'll go through it in case you don't. Paul's name was not always Paul. Originally, Paul was a guy named Saul. And we know from Scripture that Saul calls him the Hebrews Hebrew. This guy had been raised right according to all of the old Pharisaical and Hebrew traditions. He was passionate about the law is what scripture tells us. He was a student of a guy named Gamaliel who was kind of the head of the Pharisees. He was up and coming. He was working his way up through the Pharisee ranks. And Saul even went so far as to persecute this new faith system called Christianity. He saw it as a threat and he wanted to get rid of it. He went so far as to oversee the death of the first Christian martyr, a guy named Stephen, in the book of Acts. It says that the men who threw stones at Stephen and killed him with those stones, they went and laid their cloaks at Saul's feet, and he was overseeing his execution. That's how far Saul went, was being zealous and passionate about the law. That was Saul's past. But then one day on the road to Damascus, Jesus appears to him, says, why are you persecuting me? And Paul is changed forever. He encounters Jesus, and he is changed forever. The old is gone, and the new has come, because that is what happens when we meet Jesus. Our past doesn't determine our future. So if that's you this morning, if you're worried about that, don't be worried about that. Paul says that the old is gone, the new has come. And that is the good news of the gospel, that no matter who we were or what we have done, there is mercy and there is grace. And the word that Paul is going to use for this is this word reconciled. So let's pick it up here in verse 18. Paul writes, All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. So Paul is writing here that through Jesus, anyone can be reconciled to God. Now this word reconciled that Paul is going to use a lot, what does that mean? Well, very simply, it means this. It means to be made right. If you have been reconciled in a relationship, that relationship has been made Right. It means that our separation from God because of our sin has been gotten rid of once and for all. The relationship between us and God has been made right or reconciled through Jesus. And this is what Paul says has happened to him on this Damascus road, that he encountered Jesus, the relationship was reconciled or made right. And Paul says that once this has happened to him, he has been given this message, this ministry of reconciliation, the task of telling others about how to be made right with God. And this is our third reminder for 2023, that God has given us a responsibility to share the gospel with others. God has given us a responsibility to share the gospel with others. Again, nothing groundbreaking, but a good reminder for us as we enter into 2023. Sharing with others is literally the reason that we are still on this earth once we become followers of Jesus. We talked about this a few weeks ago. We have a podcast 
Adam, Matt, myself get to be on called The Other Six Podcast. We call it that because we want to provide encouragement for you the other six days of the week, not just on Sunday. But we talked about this at length, about how the reason we, when we accept Jesus in our heart that we're not immediately taken up into heaven is because God has given us a task. God, in his infinite wisdom, knows that the best way to spread the message of the gospel, literally meaning good news, the best way to spread this good news is through his people, and that is us. And what is this message? That God is not counting the sins of those who are in Christ against them. That is huge. That is huge. Again, this is why the word gospel means good news. And so what I would encourage you with is no matter what burdens you are carrying into 2023, know that if you are in Christ, you have been made right with the Lord. You have been reconciled. And we have a job to share that message with others, to serve others. This is one of our core values here at Vaughn Forest Church. We serve our community with absolutely no strings attached. Why? Because God values people, because God loves them, because we have been made right with God. And we want to spread that message about how others can be made right with God. And by doing this, we show God's love to the world. And Paul is going to pick up on this idea in verse 20. He says this, that we are therefore Christ ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. I love this verbiage that Paul uses here where he says we are Christ ambassadors. I think that's so cool. What is an ambassador? An ambassador is someone who represents their home country in a foreign land. An ambassador is someone who represents their home country in a foreign land. And we know that Scripture tells us that as followers of Jesus, as Christians, that this earth is not our home, but rather we have a heavenly home. And literally what Paul is saying here is that we are the ambassadors of heaven in a foreign land representing Jesus. And that is our fourth reminder for today, for 2023, that we represent Jesus in all that we do. We represent Jesus in all we do. God is making his appeal to the world through his ambassadors. That is us. And I understand that this idea of representing Jesus might feel a little bit intimidating, right? You're saying, whoa, Chad, hold on a second. You're telling me that I represent the God of the universe? If you were in Christ, yeah. And I'm not telling you. That's what scripture is telling you. But understand what an honor this is. You may be the only Jesus that some people see. At work, as you go throughout your life, you may be the only Jesus that some people see. People might look at you and go, man, there's something different about you. What an amazing thing that God can take our ordinary walking around lives and he can turn it into something extraordinary. Jesus told his disciples, he said, that the world will know you're my followers by how you love. When we love others, we are representing, we are showing the love of Christ to this world. So look for those opportunities to be Jesus to those around you. Count it an honor to be an ambassador for Christ. And then Paul is going to wrap up this bit of scripture with a very simple but important reminder. He says this, that God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So Paul is going to more clearly, as he wraps this up, put the message of the gospel front and center. And I don't know that there is a more concise scripture presentation of the gospel anywhere else. That God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is amazing. See, God acted for our sake. 
God took on our sin of himself. He acted for our sake because of his great love for us. We talked about this in our Christmas series a couple of weeks ago about how God literally came to earth incarnate in the flesh because of his great love for us. Do you understand that no other philosophy or religious system on the planet has this idea? In every other religious belief system, you have to work your way up to God, but you see, God knew that we, a rebel race known as humanity, would never be able to reach up to him, so what did he do? He came down to us. He literally became sin for us because of his great love for us. And this is probably our most important reminder for 2023, our last one, that we have a God who loves us more than we could ever imagine. We have a God who loves us more than we could ever imagine. Who loves us so much that he stepped out of heaven, came to this earth, we just celebrated this, grew up into the sinless man who would die on the cross for us. And I hope that that is an encouragement to you at this time of year. I know that this is a tough time of year. We're just coming out of the Christmas season, which is fun for a lot of folks, but I also know that the holiday season can be tough for a lot of others. Maybe you've lost a loved one or still dealing with the loss of a loved one from years ago. Maybe you just feel lonely. Maybe you just feel by yourself. And now here comes 2023, and the days are short, and the nights are long. It's cold outside. And it's just a depressing time of year because you don't feel rested from the holiday season. You don't feel the joy that you feel like you were supposed to have. I think I read somewhere that the third Monday in January is statistically like the most depressing day of the year. So it is a tough season for a lot of folks as we enter into these post-Christmas blues. But what I would tell you is that in God's economy, we can flip that on its head. Scripture tells us of God's great love, and we can know that he loves us. And because of that love, because of these reminders from Scripture, we can have hope as we enter into 2023. God loves you more than you could ever imagine, and he proved it when he went to the cross for you. And because of that, we can have hope. The band's going to come and lead us in a time of response. And my challenge to you as we worship together, as we sing, is just to commit to that hope. It's a very simple challenge. Commit to that hope in 2023. Don't let this world get you down. Commit to the hope that God gives us. Remember his great love for you. Commit to being Jesus to those around you. Remember all of these reminders from Scripture of how we can have hope, we can have joy, we can have peace as we enter into this new year. Let's pray. So Father, we do thank you. God, we thank you for another year. God, we thank you for your great love for us. And God, I just pray that as we enter into 2023, God, that you will just show up in an incredible way. God, I pray for those who are in this room or watching online who may feel like there's just not a lot of hope right now. God, I pray that you will fill them with your hope. God, I pray for those who maybe have not yet found themselves in Christ. God, that you or Holy Spirit would push them towards that decision where they can know how they can be made right with you. Maybe they would check that box on that connection card. We can follow up with them this week. God, I just thank you for how you love us. I thank you for the peace that you bring. I thank, I thank you for the hope and the joy that you bring. And God, we thank you for another year where we can follow you and get to know you more. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. We invite you to stand as the band leads us in worship.